Welcome to Eaton's 10 in 10 podcast, where we focus on industry trends shaping the future of power management. In this series, our expert answers 10 questions about one of today's most talked about industry topics in 10 minutes or less. From the energy transition to digital transformation and beyond, we explore trends and discuss strategies for delivering safer, more efficient, and reliable power. Hi, I'm Angela Swan, here with another Eaton 10 in 10 podcast. I work as a policy communications manager in the EV charging infrastructure team at Eaton. And in the vehicle industry right now, it's all about going electric. We know the world of transportation is evolving and there are many elements at play when it comes to achieving mass consumer adoption of EVs. And one of the most important is the development of EV charging infrastructure. Today, we're talking with Matt Nolan, Global Product Strategy Manager for eMobility, and Fabrice Rudet, Head of Energy Storage and EV Charging, about the challenges that impact mass EV adoption. We've got 10 questions lined up and 10 minutes to answer them. So Matt, Fabrice, thanks for joining us. Let's get started. Matt, first of all, in your opinion, will the sale of electric vehicles drive the development of e-mobility infrastructure or will the network of charging stations drive EV volumes? Angela, thanks for asking. I think in the long term, it's both. It's not an either or situation, but we need both. What we've seen happen though, is in the short term, we needed electric vehicles that were appealing to consumers and they were able to address some of the challenges that they had with the different use cases, charging at home or dealing with a limited charging infrastructure. But as we move forward, we have to have both so that we can address a broader use of uh, use cases and consumer wants and needs. Fabrice, uh, same question to you, chicken or egg? Somehow same answer as Matt, but I would say that initially early adopters are very often uh, homeowners. So they are first looking for an EV and they can easily install uh, an EV charger. When the market is growing and the new buyers of electric vehicles are living in block of apartments and they can't have their own charger at home, they need an e-mobility infrastructure. So chicken or egg, it evolves over time. Okay. Um, so back to Matt, in your experience, what are some of the top reasons that people choose, well, not to buy an EV today? I think there's a variety of different reasons that people are choosing not to buy EVs or have concerns about purchasing their first EV, whether it's uh, charge time and how long it takes to recharge the vehicle, the actual cost of the vehicle, the availability of charging infrastructure. Most consumers aren't aware of the extensive charging structure that exists. And then concerns over range of the vehicle and how does the vehicle range impact uh, the ability of the consumer or the operator to uh, meet the needs of how they're going to use that vehicle. Right. So there's there's a lot to think about. Um, Fabrice, um, how do you see EV charging evolving to meet the challenges that Matt talked about? I think that the more EV owners we have, the the more opportunities uh, building owners and um charge point operators will have uh, to monetize installation of EV chargers. So the market growing, it creates opportunity and we'll see more and more EV chargers in all locations. And uh, this will address the, the range anxiety because we'll be able to move to, um, let's say, a centralized approach where people are going to gas station to refuel 
to an approach where you can charge your car everywhere as chargers will be everywhere electricity is available. Okay, so uh, and looking ahead, Matt, what do you think e- today's EV battery ranges look like compared to, well, what they will be five years from now? I think over the next five years, we're going to see a significant increase in range of vehicles. Today, uh, most of the vehicles have a range of less than uh, 400 kilometers or 250 miles. I think only 13% of the vehicles produced today have a range of more than uh, 400 kilometers. But we're seeing that battery size is increasing. You know, looking forward, even over the next couple of years, between now and tw- the end of 2022, there's uh, over 60 new electric vehicles scheduled to be introduced. And of those, over 50% of them have a range of more than 400 kilometers. So as we move forward, we're expecting to see range increase from the current 300 to 400 kilometers to in the 400 to 600 kilometer range where a vehicle could travel uh, significant distances before it needs to be recharged. Fabrice, thinking about the present, can you quickly explain the different charging types and tell us which ones are used most widely around the world? So being specific and focusing on full electric vehicle and uh, passenger cars, uh, one can see today that all cars are capable of being charged with an AC charger or a DC charger. AC chargers are known to be slower than DC chargers. So we see people using AC chargers for day-to-day commute, for charging at home, charging uh, at work, or for top-up charging while DC chargers are more used for long distance or longer longer trips when you have to charge on the highway and where you cannot afford to wait for hours. So it's a combination of the two uh, with, in percentage, uh, higher share for AC, tar- AC chargers. Right, okay. And uh, Matt, how does uh, the con- connector compatibility align with the various types of EVs on the road? The industry has been working really hard to, uh, to standardize connectors. And today, Fabrice talked about a variety of AC charging and DC charging structures. And the, the vehicles are able to accept a single connector for both. We're seeing that there have been a variety of different standards for what the actual connector is, which has made it challenging for people to charge vehicles of different types, uh, depending upon the charging connector that's used on that vehicle. Tesla uses a proprietary connector early on. There were multiple styles of connectors, but we're seeing it standardized on a single connector type, which allows the operator to to have a greater level of certainty that they can charge when they get to a charging station. And the vehicle will automatically detect whether it's being charged from an AC source or a DC source and uh, charge appropriately. Okay, so um, Fabrice, thinking about the grid now, there have been some concerns about grid stability. Does the grid, both at a macro and micro level, have the power necessary to support charging stations? Uh, And how reliable are the charging stations? Yeah, so it depends from one country to another. But studies demonstrated that the extra energy needed to charge electric vehicle will be somewhere in the range of 10 to 15%. This is something that the grid can manage, but the issue is that EV chargers are not going to be spread uh, equally geographically 
and charging stations will not be spread equally uh, during the day. So it may well happen that in some locations and at specific times, the overload on the grid is 30 to 40% compared to today. In that case, uh, there are already solutions existing like energy storage, energy management software in order to store energy produced at the time there was no need and to use it at the time of peaks. So uh, yes, there will be challenges, but solutions exist and are already available. Okay, and thinking about regulations now, back over to you, Matt. Um, how do regulations impact sales of EVs and the development of um, the charging infrastructure? So we see a variety of different legislative activities uh, pushing growth and adoption of electric vehicles, whether it's the, uh, the Green Deal in Europe or the infrastructure spending in the United States. Um, there's a lot of momentum uh, helping facilitate the adoption of electric vehicles. And it's driven through uh, regulate, a mix of regulation and incentives, whether it's uh, emissions regulations, uh, regulating CO2 levels, or investment in charging infrastructure, and also uh, purchasing incentives of electric vehicles. And then we're seeing further regulation uh, help accelerate the adoption of electric vehicles with things like zero emission zones and uh, that, that are helping drive uh, regional and national uh, uh, zero emissions and uh, electric vehicle uh, adoption. And we're seeing the results of some of that. Last year in Europe, uh, there was 140% growth of uh, electric vehicles. We expect to continue to see manufacturers promoting electric vehicles heavily, and many are starting to announce the phase out of internal combustion engines in the future as well. Right, and, and, and finally, over to Fabrice. Um, can you share some insights on what the electrified future looks like? Um, when do you think we're going to be able to see charging stations everywhere we park? Do you, do you think that will be 10 years, 20 years out? It will probably depend from one country to another, but uh, I do personally believe that we will be able to uh, to charge everywhere in 10 years. Not all parking spaces will be equipped uh, with EV chargers, but for sure, uh, you'll have EV chargers in every public uh, building. Uh, you'll have uh, EV chargers uh, most likely at work for companies to, to ensure their employees can charge during uh, their work hours. And uh, I would say in general, you'll be able to charge your car uh, wherever you go, a bit like you can do today with your smartphone, uh, as long as you bring your charger. So we can easily imagine that in 10 years, it would be possible to charge uh, an EV even when visiting friends because everyone will be equipped of an EV charger at home. Big changes and it sounds exciting. Um, thank you very much. Matt, Fabrice, thank you so much for your time today. It's interesting to hear how the adoption of electric vehicles is increasing in momentum and it's exciting to follow along with this transition. So if you'd like to learn more about how we're enabling vehicle electrification, visit us at eaton.com e-mobility and download our recently commissioned IHS report on e-mobility expansion. 